Hi everyone and welcome to 21 Questions, the podcast where we tackle 21 big questions in about 20 minutes during 2021. Yes, and here we are in our new environment. If you're familiar with 21 Questions, then we normally don't do it this way, but here we are in person. My name what is Rich treat. Jones and I am just arm's length away from my good friend and colleague, Mike Shooter. Well, I sanitized. <laughs> and um, we work together at Living Rock Church and it's great to be able to... Uh, talk to you again today yes it is quite a milestone this week it is It is episode 10 and it is our first ever in-person arm's length away uh <laughs> podcast yes so this is very exciting the whole series will actually still be available on youtube on our youtube channel living rock church so you can go back and have a look through all of that but don't worry as always all the links you could ever need will be in the description to, below to all of the different podcasting platforms where you can listen to us. It's all there, guys. I so was worried, but I'm not anymore. Well, thank Great. You. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad. <laughs> this week, we are going to be asking the question, what has Christianity ever done for us? It's an interesting question. It's yeah. a uh, it's a question that if you asked it, you would get a range of different responses. I think when it comes to Christianity, um, there are a huge mix of beliefs and tolerances. There are you know, millions and billions of Christians all over the world that would say this is part of their faith. And there's a whole bunch of other people who would be happy for us to just get on and believe whatever we want. And yeah. as long as it doesn't impact them. And then on the other end of the scale, there are people who would blame Christianity for wars, famines. <laughs> I don't know, you know, whatever they can level against Christianity, they would do it. Yeah. Um, and, and many other religions. Um, so there is a broad range to say the there least. There is. Yeah. And of course, Christianity would be classed as a major word religion, along with Judaism and Islam, Hinduism, Buddhism. As you said, there's probably about 2.3 billion Christians in the world wow. as measured and counted. Somebody was busy in 2018 because that's when they did it. And um, <laughs> in Europe and the West, you know, in the UK, Europe and, and America and Canada, Christianity has been a predominant religion for many years, influencing laws, education, healthcare, um, and many other things that we take for granted. But I think it would be a bit short-sighted to think that Christianity is just limited to that. Its, mm -hmm. its origins, actually, of course, are in the Near East, in the Middle East. Yeah. And its influence has been felt across the world. And in fact, there's been a huge rise of Christianity in other parts of the world, including uh, Asia, yeah. and South America, and um, also over in Africa as well. And so, as you said, Christianity will have its supporters and detractors. It always has. And exactly, the persecution of the church was something that was there at the very start of church history you read about it in the bible yeah even when the church was born if you like it faced persecution and it has done ever since it in has, different yeah, places yeah. different opponents and in different ways yeah it's definitely not a historic thing right now it's um, up to date as well it is yeah. yeah some christians live under severe persecution particularly in countries like north korea afghanistan somalia libya pakistan um political or alternative religious regimes have, have often opposed and even made Christianity illegal yeah. um, all over the world. People have been imprisoned, imprisoned, tortured, raped, killed for professing their Christian faith. And that's happening even now yeah. in 2021. They're having to keep their faith secret. Yeah. Underground it, churches, it, all of that sort of stuff. All over the world. Yeah. And um, it's not something necessarily we hear about all the time, but it is happening. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it, I think that level of persecution obviously is nothing. We don't experience anything like that here in the UK, in Europe and in North America. No. Um, but there's maybe a more of a, a times of distrust or resentment of Christians and Christianity. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, Christianity is being pushed out or is being questioned um, in the 
rise of other changes that are taking place in society and in culture. Yeah. Um, political revolutions have, have opposed it. So communism is, is anti-Christian, anti-religion. And then obviously the, the rise of things like philosophical liberalism and secularism and, um, and humanism have sort of uh, the postmodern view has been, uh, again, quite anti-Christian. And a mathematician Bertrand Russell was quoted as saying that the Christian religion, as organized in its churches, has been and still is the principal enemy of moral progress in the world. Wow. So um, there are other vocal anti-Christian voices, um, not just anti-Christian. I mean, somebody like Richard Dawkins, as an atheist, would be anti-religion. Yeah, in, in its entirety. Wants to cure the world of religion. Wants to fix it. Yeah, wants to. And and so I guess it, it begs the question then: Should we do away with Christianity? You know, um, after all, what has, as you said at the beginning, Christianity done for us? And um, it's a good question. Yeah, and I think it's 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 valid in in the light of where we're at at the moment in in modern culture, persecution um, on, on a wider scale as well across the world. And it, and it it's a question that's kind of couched a little bit in my appreciation of the film of the Monty Python films, the Holy Grail, and more recently I've watched again, the life of Brian, which you introduced me to. Thank you for that. To, yeah. <laughs> and there's a scene that's quite famous where essentially you have these freedom fighters from Judea who are trying to kick the Romans out. And this question comes up in one of their meetings. What have the Romans ever done for us? <laughs> and uh, Reg, who's the leader of this, this front, this group asked that question. And yeah. bit by bit, people start to throw in little things, you know, yeah, starting yeah. with the aqueduct. The aqueduct. <laughs> Um, sanitation, roads, and, and, and by the end of this kind of little awkward conversation, Reg has to sort of summarise, all right, but apart from, and he goes on, the sanitation, the medicine, education, wine, public order, irrigation, roads, a fresh water system, and public health, what have Rome has ever done for us? <laughs> and um, it's kind of this, this, this kind of um, rhetoric, this, 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 um, and, and, a, and a, a, a satire, I suppose, of people who've made a decision based on on a, on a certain group or a certain religion and they can't they can't see beyond the negatives even though there are lots of positives yeah. that this group has actually brought and contributed to their everyday life and i think it's a really well written and well put together scene yeah um, and and it shows that maybe there are times when we need to dismantle some negative perceptions absolutely um, because not everything is is all bad absolutely and in dismantling those things it doesn't mean that we ignore them um no. you know there's no question that things done under the banner of christianity throughout history and into the modern day have been absolutely appalling and the testimony of the church has been far far from blameless yeah absolutely i mean people have said and done things uh, that are wrong in the name of the church and christianity there is absolutely no shadow of a doubt about that right the way back to the Crusades yep. um, and the, the 11th to the 13th century of um, imposing Christianity on uh, the Middle East uh, and beyond the centuries of the Spanish Inquisition, which mm-hmm. I hadn't realized on another Monty Python reference, um, the Salem witch trials, um, and then sectarianism and splits, and, and even on our doorstep here in the UK, what, what went on in Ireland between Protestants and Catholics, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all carried out under the banner of Christianity. And so therefore it's understandable people do sometimes, it does carry negative connotations. Yeah, definitely. In some sections of the church, there have been abuse in different forms and covering up of those things yeah, then to really avoid um, public scrutiny and justice. And there have also been examples of hypocrisy where men and women have preached one system of beliefs that are then Contra- contradicted by their own lifestyles. I mean, there's a whole raft of 
you know things that the the the, the church have been guilty of in yeah that respect. And cannot dismiss it no. um have to acknowledge it be open and honest about some of those things that the challenge and and also the challenge that we are that we are different because yeah, actually yeah. the church is meant to be different christianity represents something very different yeah we should be able to face those um accusations and those actual the things that have been done head on because yeah. we're, we're we're supposed to be different um but we also have to accept um that in all of these um in all the things that have been done uh, under the name of christianity have all been done under the name of every other political system or yeah. religion or because wherever um wherever there is the influence of power wherever and obviously historically the church has had massive political mm -hmm. power mm -hmm. and influence because it, it represented so many people that then people have sought to take advantage of yeah. that power yeah. and and people will always seek to control to manipulate um and it doesn't matter what banner that's under yeah, sure. you will always find people who try and influence that and so yeah. what we can't do then is take that and say well that's then reflective of jesus because jesus's teachings how he conducted himself um how he instructed his followers mm -hmm. to then conduct themselves is totally contrary to those things yeah. he does not condone uh, or excuse any of those things done in his name um, and in fact if you go and actually look at the teachings of jesus they were all completely contrary to the kinds of things we've just talked about and have done things that have tried transformed the world yes, through men absolutely. and women of faith. And, and actually, there's a quote by Mahatma Gandhi, a really challenging quote. He says, I like your Christ. I do not like your Christians. Your Christians are so unlike your Christ. Wow. And that's a really powerful statement. It is. But, but, I, but I appreciate the challenge because what he's saying is, I, if you can show me people who are like Christ, mm -hmm. I'm on board. Yeah. <laughs> and the reality is he probably hadn't looked around that far because it, you don't have to look very far to mm. find Christians who are doing their absolute best, who desire to live just like Jesus. Yeah. Do they get it right every time? No, but are they also guilty of these kind of, uh, you know, terrible things that we've discussed? Absolutely no, not. No, that's right. Um, and what we're going to do today is then talk about some of those people and some of the areas that Christians have influenced and significantly transformed in the world because yeah. they are many and they are varied. Definitely. And I think a good place to start is actually with women and children. Because, And the reason I say that is because sometimes Christianity and biblical perspectives are, are regarded as paternalistic and uh, chauvinistic and anti-female. Um, yeah, that's true. Um, um, but actually, in the Middle East, in Gro Greek and Roman times, during the origins of the New Testament, Jesus' life and ministry, women and children were actually regarded as inferior. Yeah. And essentially, they were the property of, of men. So what Jesus did, how he taught, how he treated um, women and children was absolutely revolutionary. It was. It literally he gave transformed. Them value in a way that the, the society at the time just didn't. Absolutely right. And, and so therefore, he upheld actually biblical principles that we are all equal. Every life, every person matters. And mm -hmm. these principles were exemplified by Jesus and how he spoke to women, how he dealt with women, how he spoke with children, treated children, yep. um, and were picked up by the writers of the New Testament. So James said, you know, true religion actually is the care of widows and orphans. Paul says that in Christ, we're all the same, Jew, Gentile, slave, free, male or female. He talks about an equality um, that's present there. And, and ever since there, uh, Christians have rightly upheld the rights of women and children all over the world. And they have. Christian missionaries um, in their um, visiting of places like India, for example, where widows would be burnt on the funeral pyres of their dead husbands, they stopped that practice. They also pioneered um, stopping the Chinese government from allowing uh, 
ch- young girls to have their feet bound, yeah. um, which again was something that was regarded as normal there, but Christians fought against that. And even today, sex trafficking, the stuff that's happening around uh, female genital mutilation and terrible things, atrocities against women, the church and Christians are at the forefront of of bringing about equality and justice yeah, that's uh, true. For, for, for those ladies. Yeah, absolutely. And even, you know, when we talk about specifically children and adoption, it's it's a principle that has ran all the way through yeah. Christianity, even from Jesus himself, right? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I think that's, you know, baby girls during Greek and Roman times were, were abandoned or killed at birth because they were they were disregarded, whereas churches adopted them. And there was something about Jesus' own example in his own life of of, uh, of Mary being his mother, Joseph adopting him as his son, and a biblical principle of adoption, mm. of us finding faith in God through Jesus Christ is an adoption. And so yeah. Christians understand the significance and the power of adoption. And there's a quote by L.F. Cervantes that says that the birth of Jesus was the turning point in the history of women. Wow. So Christianity <laughs> should be all about causing women to find their absolute fulfillment and be re- realized and recognized as, as equals to to men. Yeah. I think one of the other areas that Christianity has really influenced, um, particularly in relation then to children, is education. Yeah. Um, because the first schools that were available to all were set up by Christians. Yeah, um, right. Jesus was a teacher. He taught everyone regardless of their age, gender, or status. You know, um, certain people wouldn't have been allowed in the synagogue where most of the teaching took place. So what did Jesus do? He comes out and he teaches on the side of a yeah, mountain. Exactly. So that everyone can hear him. He he wasn't being restrictive. He wanted and believed that all should understand how to, should be taught well, know how to follow God and, and live a life that, that pleased him. And um, in uh, 1751, William King, this guy establishes the first Sunday school, which we now think of as, you know, where pe- kids go to learn the yeah. cute little Bible stories and stuff like that. But actually what he was doing was on the, the you know, the kind of, the nation's day of rest was uh, before church on a on a Sunday. He would bring in all the working children who were um, working during the Industrial Revolution. Mm. They've got no opportunities. Really, they're being exploited. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and he teaches them to read and write. Mm. And he starts by just doing this in his own church. And within 24 years, 250,000 wow. children are in the Sunday school system. Yeah, okay. And, you know, that's the foundation for free education for all in this country. Yeah, absolutely. That's the foundation on which this idea of universal education was was built and all of that has come from this understanding that jesus tried to teach his followers that children were of value that teaching yeah. is important and you know when you look around at schooling um for edu- uh, an education for you know those who are disadvantaged and have had challenges um whether it's poverty whether it's physical disabilities of teaching for uh, deaf and and the blind that universal education has been pioneered by christians all over the world um you know uh, absolutely yeah yeah it's it's massive and it's in, like it's kind of in the light of actually sometimes christians are if you're a christian you're not an intellectual is, <laughs> is a little bit of this false um view that people have sometimes of christianity and faith actually education understanding wisdom all of those things are, are biblical things that god they wants are. us to grow in Definitely. and and have been things that christians have pioneered as you said and kind of leads us into the science bit as well because yeah, we yeah. picked up this and we won't spend too long on this because we talked about origins of the universe and we talked about biogenesis and yeah the origins god of versus us. science who wins <laughs> yeah. go check it out on that the youtube the channel <laughs> and we talked about how um, advances in mathematics astrology chemistry physics biology were all pioneered yeah by Christian men and women because as as we said they believed in a god who was rational mm-hmm. who had put laws and rules into 
creation into nature yep. and therefore because of this belief they believed that as rational creatures they could uncover mysteries learn secrets um, of the world and the universe by applying reason and observation to these laws yeah um, and so I, I, I did I did a little bit of a Google search on Christian um, scientists <laughs> and uh, it's amazing actually Galileo Francis Bacon uh, Johann Kepler uh, Blaise Pascal, Robert Boyle, Isaac Newton, Maria Agnesi, Mary Anning, Michael Faraday, Gregor Mendel, Louis Pasteur, Joseph. L I mean, I just, I just, the list just goes took on. <laughs> out a few. But these were, um, were all men and women who absolutely are pioneers of, of science that have enhanced every person's life. Yes, it's true. And um, I mean, one of the areas that science has contributed so much to is medical science. Yeah, and it's a big motivator. It is. And Jesus cared for the sick. I mean, if there's if there's a group of people that he he, he obviously cared for that the rest of society just didn't at the time. That's true, it, yeah. It was the sick. He embraced the outcasts, the lepers and the beggars. And hospitals originated in their earliest form in monasteries where mm. Christians would take in those who were sick, those who, again, nobody would care for, and they cared for them. I yeah, mean, yeah. I was with a friend uh, the other day just up the road in a village near here called Market Bosworth. And um, we were walking through this uh, this area, uh, the, the grounds of this hotel called Bosworth Hall Hotel. And he was telling me about the history of it. And the history of this place is that it used to be, originally it was a monastery, mm -hmm. which then um, was doing this. It was bringing people in and caring for them. And then it was turned into a hospital because of that and okay. then became a school. Right. And actually this whole history just up the road of Christians using what they had yeah. to care for those who were sick, those who were destitute, those who just needed somebody to care for them and yeah. I mean you can't talk about nursing um, <laughs> without mentioning Florence Nightingale no, who's right. probably the most famous nurse of all time also a Christian yeah and in the 19th century during the Crimean War in fact prior to this when she was 17 years old she felt God call her to service to mm. look after those who were in need to nurse and care for, for those who were needed and so her influence in the Crimean War for the British army was phenomenal she was the mm. first woman to enter military hospitals and transformed the environment because it was shocking the way that uh, wounded soldiers were being in commas cared for she transformed that environment and she then brought that back to the UK um, into British hospitals where, again, care was provided for those who didn't have the financial resources to pay for it themselves. Yeah. Um, people from slums and people from who were, uh, were in the workhouses were also given um, equal treatment and care because of her pioneering work. And, wow. Um, her, in fact, her example inspired uh, John Henry Dunant to found the Red Cross. That's how impacting wow. her example was on him. And, you know, they think about the Red Cross and the influence that has in the world today yeah. was inspired by this this woman of faith. Yeah. And I think, you know, that that whole thing of wanting to help our fellow man, which is what Jesus invested into yeah, yeah, yeah. his disciples and into the early church has been carried on by Christians ever since. And Elizabeth Fry, for example, in the 1800s was known as the angel of prisons for her humanitarian work into um, the British prisons where women, when they were imprisoned, their children were sent with them and Gosh. they were in horrendous, um, it was a terrible environment and conditions. And she helped to care for them. She improved their environment vastly yeah. and also instituted rehabilitation of prisoners. Mm. And um, a big supporter of her because of her work was Queen Victoria. Mm. And she was even on the back of a five pound note for a number of years <laughs> because of the impact she 
she'd had on those around her. Elizabeth Fright not only made chocolate, but did that. Yeah. John Cadbury, chocolatier, <laughs> was a man, again, who cared for his workers and their families and provided homes and education. Again, this is revolutionary stuff in its day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, Rights for workers. And- absolutely. And I think that's gone on even to today. There are Christian charities that are making a difference in the current recession that people have been experiencing over the last yeah, 20 definitely. plus years. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, like you say, in modern times, this is not just a historic thing. Uh, food Bank fed, um, it, it gave out... Food Food Bank gave out 2.5 million food parcels last year, feeding a huge amount of those in this country who are in need. CAP, which is a debt advice agency, Christians Against Poverty, Poverty, um, helped 22,000 people get out of debt Mm. um, last year. And these are being pioneered by Christians who still take that command seriously from Jesus to help the poor, um, to, to live that out. And, you know, this isn't just a historic thing on which the the uk was built on this is ongoing now yeah. christians stepping up to the plate to carry on living the life um uh, and caring for the people that jesus cared for himself when he was walking the earth i also looked up some other charities that i find their origins or continue to be christian charities so the salvation army ymca tier fund yeah. children's society the samaritans alcoholics and many many others as well yeah, yeah, yeah. alcoholics anonymous are all um because of men and women who have faith in god a lady called jackie pullinger went over to hong kong to help people who are heroin addicts mother Teresa yeah. invested her whole life in caring for those who are in need and it's massive and you know you've got men like uh, Martin Luther King Jr. or Nelson Mandela, again, who uh, it's a different form, but put a stop to racial discrimination. Again, it's about equality. It's about caring for our fellow man and valuing them. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, behind the scenes, time and time again, you see Christians being involved in those things. I think when you talk about Martin Luther King Jr. and um, and and the civil rights movement. You've then you can go further back and look at the impact that Christianity had on the abolition of slavery. Yes, absolutely. And I think there were some who um, had misplaced ideas on the legitimacy of slavery um, hundreds of years ago. But actually, it was Christians who dramatically changed um, and led the fight, if you like, to systematically pull apart the the slave industry. Yeah. Um, and the 18th century, there were a lot of significant movers and shakers involved that, including a man like, uh, called John Wesley. The Quakers were very vocal, uh, a yeah. Christian group. And then William Wilberforce in 1789 gave a three-hour speech to Parliament. <laughs> um, and within, uh, it must have been convincing because within 18 years, a bill had been passed that uh, abolished the slave trade here in the UK. Mm. And, and even now, modern slavery, there are many Christian charities and organizations that are opposed to modern slavery in all of its forms across yeah, the yeah, world. Yeah. Absolutely. And and even the fact that William Wilberforce was able to stand up in government and do that is actually part of the ge- uh, Judeo-Christian worldview that says that there should be law, that there should be yeah. government. Good um, segue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That actually a lot of what we um, base our laws on in this country is based off of the Ten Commandments. Yes. Um, it's, it's what is universally recognized as how we should treat our fellow human. Mm. And... Um, we we've got to recognize that actually the the foundation of law that we even have in the first place that encourages free speech that encourages the 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 human rights of of all mankind um it it all comes from that worldview it all comes from those scriptures and the um the the moral standard that jesus set absolutely um it's massive. Yeah, huge. And I mean, the last thing to just mention is arts and literature as well, and art yeah. and literature, because famous painters, sculptors, musicians, authors have all been inspired by the Christian faith to be creative. Yeah. And uh, I just, again, listed a few people, uh, 
Uh, you might not have heard of these painters and, and sculptors. You know, they're a bit abstract, like Leonardo da Vinci, Michelangelo, <laughs> and Caravaggio, or composers like Tchaikovsky and Bach and and Handel, who's opus you know messiah is a three-parter that's all about jesus birth his redemptive work and his kind of eternal reign so he was inspired by jesus to write this phenomenal piece of of music and then authors like c.s lewis J.R. Tolkien, Evelyn Waugh, Charles Dickens, Emily Dickinson, again, men and women who are, were Christians that were inspired by their faith to write and uh, and create great things. Yeah, definitely. And there's so much more we could say, but hopefully this gives um, a little insight into a way that Christianity has enriched and impacted the world in such a positive way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and for us, it's about representing Christ to the world yeah. that we're like Jesus in the world that's what God wants us to do as, as Christians yeah absolutely that means that we 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 heal the sick we feed the hungry we clothe the naked we help those who are outcasts and challenged by injustice um, and that we are also compassionate and generous and kind um, to those around us and that that really is the Christian testimony that I believe the church is here to present to the world definitely yeah. definitely Well, thank you so much for joining us for our first ever in-person 21 questions and hopefully we will see you next time. (laughs) Yeah, have a great one. Bless you, bye.